This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey guys, welcome back into a brand new episode of Dimming the Gaslight. You know me, my name is Mac, and thanks for coming back for the newest episode. This is going to be the most volatile one I've probably ever recorded. Um, before I get started, thank you to Giselle for last week. So great to get an update from you, and so great to hear that you're happy now, and that you're back in a healthy relationship, and uh, you're back mentally and emotionally, and everybody's really, really proud of you. Uh, for for fighting this and we're really glad to see you on the other side and it's really great for survivors like myself and everybody else who's listening to this. Um, also, you know, I'm going to plug my normal stuff. Please follow me on Instagram and on TikTok at dimming underscore the underscore gaslight. Uh, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe and share the show. And also, if you'd like to be a part of the show, please email me at dimmingthegaslight at gmail.com. Um, I'm getting a lot of guests and I want to keep getting these stories out here, man, because um, we all really relate to this stuff, man, and it is crazy. It is crazy. Um, all right, man, so let's get into it. If you follow me on Instagram, I've been making a lot of posts. This son of a bitch has taken me back to court and placed a brand new restraining order on me. Um, it does involve a lot of backstory, and that's what this podcast is for, um, and it's funny, if you listen to a few weeks back, I did a episode about how, you know, she was just abusing me. And then I did a bonus episode about um, football practice and how my son didn't want to play football practice. And I showed up to the football practice and she was pissed and she was shocked to see me. Um, that being said, at the end of that episode, a listener messaged me. They DM me and they reminded me at the end of that episode, I said that the narcissistic injury from that was going to be huge. And I did say at the end of that episode, you can go back and listen. It's only, I think, like seven or eight minutes long. But I did say, I don't know what she'll do. Maybe she'll put another restraining order on me. Well, you'd think I'm fucking Nostradamus over here. Um, okay, so here comes the backstory. So after that football practice with my son, I the next visit parental time that I had with my kids, I showed up to pick my kids up. And uh, I got a message on our family wizard from her saying, we're already at the football field and he wants to play football. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? The kid is adamant he doesn't want to play. Listen, my kids are back in school, okay? They leave the house probably at 6.30, 7 a.m., okay? Spend seven and a half hours in school they leave, you know, at 7 a.m. They probably get home around 4 o'clock. I pick them up at 4.30, take them out to dinner, and then he has football from 6 to 7.30 at night. So my poor 6-year-old and 3-year-old are out from 7 a.m. to 7.30 at night. 
okay? He doesn't want to play. And not only that, it's three times a week. It's Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. My visitation times are Tuesdays and Thursdays. So more than half of my visitation time with my kids is filled up with football, with my, which my kid doesn't want to play. And also the games are on Sundays, which I have every other Sunday with my kid. And now I have to, kids, and now I have to rush them out the door to go to football games. It's bullshit. And he doesn't want to play. Okay. Anyway, I get back to the field and there he is standing on the sideline, crying again that he doesn't want to play. And I said to him, buddy, what happened? I thought you didn't want to play. And he said, well, mommy said I would get a jet if I played. And I looked at her and she goes, that's not why you're getting the jet. You're getting the jet because you dived off the diving board at fireman John's house at his pool. I'm like, you fucking asshole. I'm like, just come on. Like, and, and that's the thing is I have not mastered the art of not showing emotion, but I was like, come on, stop hurting these kids. So he goes through football. Every water break, he comes over, he goes, mommy, how much time is left? Mommy, how much time is left? Is this almost over? Is this almost over? But he's not screaming and crying. He doesn't want to play. He doesn't want to play. So, um, he finishes the practice, whatever. Okay, so the following week, uh, I picked the kids up and I told my next, I will no longer be picking the children up from the marital home any longer. I will only pick the children up from the police station. And the reason from, for this is that my kids, because I just mapped out the schedule for you guys, they don't want to come out of the house when I go to pick them up, they are screaming and crying and crying and crying. I don't want to go. I don't want to go with you. And it's not because they hate me. It's it's not because they hate me. It's because they miss their mom. And those things do not equate. They are, they are not the same thing. It's not, I love my mom, so I hate my dad. It's just that they leave at 7 a.m., they get home at 7.30 a.m., and they just want to fucking chill out before he goes to football practice. He doesn't want to go with me. I'm another thing for him to do. And so I had to coax him out of the house. And I was like, buddy, let's go do something fun. I was like, I know you don't want to go. I was like, here, I got a deal for you. Let's just go get a Happy Meal. We'll go get a Happy Meal. Hey, that's what they love. They want to go to McDonald's. And I was like, you know, let's go get toys. Let's go do what we got to do. I had to go, you know, it sucks. I'm so sick of this shit. And, um, so we did, had a good time, dropped him off, went to football, the whole thing. Then the next visit, my next texts me and she said, Hey, there is a foam party at the kid's school, a foam party, I guess with soap suds and all this kind of stuff. And there's a foam party at the kid's school. And she's like, it wasn't supposed to be on your parenting time. However, it got rained out, so they rescheduled it, and the kids really want to go. And I was like, ah, you know what? It sounds like fun. It, it sounds like the kids would have fun. Uh, fine, I'll go. So I didn't know that she was showing up. So she gets to this phone party with the kids, and the entire courtyard is covered in soap. I'm in my suit still from working, you know, and I get to this phone party and I had to watch my necks play in these, this phone party with my kids on my parenting time 
at my kid's school. And I swear to God, imagine a nightmare. Imagine having a nightmare and you wake up in the morning and you go, fuck, I just had a dream that I was watching them in soap suds at the kid's school and it was my parenting time and it was horrible. It was real. I watched these kids and you know what? Yeah, maybe I shouldn't have said I will allow them to go to this party, but I was trying to be a good dad. I was trying to do something fun. I was trying to let them have fun. I didn't know she was going to come. Oh my God, I'm so over this shit. And then, so again, after the phone party, I dry my kids off there in bathing suits and stuff. So I changed my other clothes and my son goes, I want mommy to take me to football. And I said, no, buddy, this is my parenting time. I was like, it's my parenting time. So no. And so I picked them up, both of my kids, screaming and crying because now they have this disassociative thing where like if their mom's not around, they just scream and howl and cry. And I'm in public at this phone party and I have to pick my kids up screaming and any onlooker thinks, well, they hate their dad. And it's not that they hate their dad. They just love their mom. It's not the same. And so I had to sit them down and I had to say, listen, both of you. And I, and I, I admit, man, I was getting elevated. I said, someone's going to call the police. Someone is going to call the police because everybody right now doesn't understand that you miss their mommy. I, I, I said to them, I said, everybody doesn't understand that you miss your mommy. What they think is that you hate your daddy. And my kids go, no, we don't hate you. We just miss mommy. I go, I know that. I know that. But this looks really bad. It looks really bad. You guys got to stop. And they were like <gasps> crying. And uh, so I look behind me and my next is sitting there in the car watching this recording it all. And I'm trying to explain to the kids, you know, I know you miss mommy, but you have to go to football now. Let me take you to football. And the poor kids are like, no, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I was like, I know, I know. And I was like, I don't know what to do. I'm so fucking stuck. I'm so stuck right now. And so my next gets out of the car and goes, come on, guys, on my parenting time. And they go run to her and she took them to football. And at this time, I was pissed. And you know what? I said, it was my parenting time. I, I went home. I said, fuck this. Because I just watched them play in the bubbles. She interfered with the parenting time then. Now I'm trying to take them to football. They're howling and screaming that they want their mom. She's interfering with that. So I just let them, I let them go. And I went home. And I met, sent her a message. I said, this will not be tolerated. I am going to you know, file a motion for parental alienation. So I contacted my lawyer and I said, I want to set a motion for parental alienation. And my lawyer says, well, you have an outstanding bill with the firm for $20,000. I said, I know, but what am I going to do? He's like, you're going to pay it? I was like, I can't. What do you need $20,000? And he's like, then, you know, he's like, we're going to have to let you go. And I said, I know, I, I expected this to come. I was like, are you at least going to coach me on like how to deal with her lawyer? I was like, can you give me something? And so they did and, and we talked. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, I don't feel 
whatever. Anyway, so, okay. So now the next visit with my kids, I tell my next, I will only pick the kids up at the police station. I get to the police station. Again, they're screaming and crying how they don't want to leave mommy. I understand. I understand. So the kids, I wasn't going to entertain it really. They can cry, but I want my kids to understand that just because they throw temper tantrums doesn't mean I'm going to, you know, pacify those temper tantrums. So I said to my son, he got in the car. I said, listen to me. I said, we're going to try something new. And I was like, but I need you to stop crying so you can understand what I'm going to say. And he said, okay, what? And I said, I am now going to allow you to have many, many choices. And he said, okay. And I was like, but the one choice I'm not going to give you is if you get to spend time with daddy because you are going to spend time with daddy. But you now have the choice over pizza or burgers. Do you want to go to the park or do you want to go to the airport? There's like this private airport by us, which is awesome. And they let them in. They get to sit in the cockpits of the airplanes. It's dope. And uh, I said, I am now going to give you lots and lots of choices. I said, so first choice, where do you want to go? He goes, I want to go to the airport. I said, okay. Second choice, what do you want to eat? He goes, I want a burger. I said, perfect. Let's go do that. So we went to this, there's a barbecue spot inside the airport and we got like the biggest burgers and hot dogs you ever seen in your life. They were huge and the kids were so happy. And not only that, but I recorded, I set up my phone and I said, hey guys, I got a question for you. And they go, what? I go, you miss your mommy. I said, they're not even crying anymore. It's like nothing ever happened. I said, you miss your mommy, right? And they go, yeah. And I said, okay. I said, but. I was like, do you hate daddy? And they go, no. I said, do you love your daddy? And they said, yes. I said, is your daddy good to you? They said, yes. I said, am I a good daddy or a bad daddy? They said, good daddy. I said, okay, guys. But I need you to understand when you guys are freaking out like that in public, that's not what people think that you think. People think that I'm a bad dad and you only want mom. And I said, it can't continue because it's going to get bad. It's going to get bad. So they understood. They said they understood. So I get my son's football equipment on. We start heading to the football practice. Okay. We walk down these stairs to the, to the football practice. And my son takes one look and he notices his mom is not there. And he goes, I want to go back to the airport. And I looked at him and I said, okay, listen to me, dude. I was like, if I leave here and take you back to the airport, I will never hear the end of it. So I was like, I know you don't like me video recording you, but I have to. I was like, I need you to, I need you to put that. And so I can send it to mommy that you want to go back to the airport. So I did. And he goes, I want to go back to the airport. And I was like, why? He goes, cause mommy's not here. I said, okay. And so I did, sent it on our family wizard, goes unread. She doesn't read on our family wizard. I look up at the street and I see her walking up with her foldable chair and her, you know, whatever stuff to sit at the football field. And uh, she comes down and the kids go run over to her and they give her a hug and kiss, you know, hello. And I just go walk over to the field. I stayed a good 20 to 25 feet away from her. Okay. And... um so I, uh, my daughter and I 
we were playing the floor is lava. You know, she likes to pretend the grass is lava and the path is lava and we got to find our safe spots. And it was cute. It's fun. Right. So she and I are running around and um, my son, you know, is getting ready for football. Okay. So he goes over to his mom and he says, I don't want to play. And I was like, oh God, here we go again. So I think she said, go talk to your daddy. Okay. Because it was my parenting time and she knew this and she knows I'm not fucking around anymore. So he comes over by me and there's a fence, I'd say probably 10 feet away from where my next normally sits, about 10 feet, not, not a tremendous distance. Okay. But what I tried to do is I tried to bring him over by the fence and speak to him. And he goes, I don't want to play. And I said, I understand that. I was like, but we're here. All you got to just do is put your helmet on there and go move your body. I was like, that's all you got to do. I was like, I understand you don't want to play. And listen, I'm trying to coax him into doing something I don't want him to do. So I'm like, dude, you just got to go out there. And he starts crying and he goes, I don't want to. And I was like, just put your helmet on and go. And he goes, no, I want mommy to put my helmet on. I was like, listen, buddy. I was like, remember we talked about choices? I'm going to give you two choices. I was like, here's your two choices. One I put your helmet on and I walk you out to the football field or two is we leave. I said, but mommy is not an option and I'm sorry, you know, that you're upset and he starts crying and bawling. I said, mommy gets to see you every single day. I don't, I don't get to see you every day. So you have to allow me to be your daddy. And I was like, and I played football, bud. I was like, I know more about football than mommy does. Let me put on your helmet let me walk you over there. And anybody who's watching this is probably thinking, asshole, just go let him go say hi to his mom. Let his mom walk out there. Stop making a big deal out of it. I'll tell you what, for the listeners of this podcast, you understand what we sacrifice for our kids, what we go through for our kids. And the more I yield to what they want, if they want her, because she's brainwashing the shit out of them. So the more I yield to that, the more they know that if they cry, they're going to get what they want. And I can't pacify that. I can't. So he's sitting against the fence, crying, going, why won't you let me go, go to mommy and do it? I said, and we were just going in circles. And I kept saying, buddy, it's my parenting time. I can put on your helmet and I can walk you out to the field. So can mommy. I was like, we both can do it. There's Mommy can't do it better than me. It's the same thing. You just want mommy. And I'm telling you, no, you're going to get daddy here. And he's crying and screaming. So I told him, hey, listen, what were the two options I gave you? He said, either you let me do it or I bring you home. I was like, are you going to go out to practice? And he goes, no, not unless mommy does, lets me do it. I said, okay. And I picked him up by the waist, by the butt. And I took my daughter's hand because my daughter was standing there too. And I started leaving. And he starts howling, screaming, no, no, screaming. And I'm like, fuck, this is such a scene. This is such a fucking scene right now. And I look like the bad guy. I look like the bad guy. And I don't know what to do. So she starts following me up this path as I'm walking towards my car, flips on her camera and goes, put them down or I'll call the police. I said, call them. I said, You're, I'm on my parenting time. Call them. I'm on my parenting time. You're interfering. I was like, if anything, you should be telling the kids, no, you're safe with daddy. Daddy can put on your helmet and walk you out there. You don't need mommy to do it. Instead, you're coaxing them to come to you. I said, you need to knock it off. And I record, and she has me on recording saying this, and I say it right to her. So I put the kids down to stop the scene. They go run to her, and then I go back down, and 
uh, my daughter is with my ex and I picked up my daughter and I said, come on, baby. And you know what I did? The police station is about a mile from there. I picked up my daughter and I went to the police station. When I left, I sent her a message on Our Family Wizard and I said, my daughter and I are at the police station. And so I filed a police report, explained everything I just explained on this, this podcast. And the officer said to me, dude, but you can't keep your kids away from their mom. I said, you're not understanding. You're not understanding. I was like, rightfully, it is my parenting time. All she has to do is support me. When she's on her parenting time, I don't go and tell her what she can and can't do. I stand on the other side of the field and if the kids want to come to me, they come to me. I don't in, you know, interfere with her parenting time, but she's interfering with mine. She's coaxing the kids to come there on my parenting time. And he's like, I get it. He goes, I get where you're coming from. And I was like, and not only that, I was like, you know, I'm not keeping them from their mom. I'm not. It's not the point. I'm trying to be a dad. You know, kids need both parents. Okay. So I file a police report. Takes about 45 minutes. I go back to the football field to drop off my daughter. Okay. I get there. And as I'm there, I see a police car in front of the stairs. And I see a witness talking to the police officer. I don't hear what they say. I walk by the police officer. I say, hey, I'm the one you guys are talking about. And he goes, okay. So they bring my my uh, ex. I'm standing there talking with the police officer. My ex brings my son up to the police officer. And he's just crying. And I said, this is my parenting time, officer. I was like, this is not her parenting time. She's interfering. And my son is just standing there crying. She wanted to put on a show with my son crying. So they don't really say much. They go back down to the field. And I said to the police officer, I looked at him. I go, what do I do? What do I do? I said, if I go down there, everybody saw what they think they saw, which is me precluding my kid from going with their mom. I was like, I'm public enemy number one. This is my parenting time. What do I do? And I looked at him and he goes, you just got to be careful, man. Are you going to get a restraining order? And I just put my hands on my hair, folded my fingers, and I just started crying. I said, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. What do I do? And um, so I wanted to say goodbye to my kids. And I said to the police officer, I said, will you please walk down with me down there so I can give my kids a, uh, a kiss goodbye because I don't know when I'm going to see them again. And he goes, I don't have time for that. The police officer said, he goes, I, I can't walk down with you so you can say goodbye to your kids. He's like, I got things to do. It's like, serve and protect my ass. So uh, my son sees me standing with the police officer after practice and he runs back up and he gives me a big hug. And I looked at him and he goes, yeah. And I go, let me ask you something. I go, your shirt is orange. And he goes, no. He said, it's black. I said, no, it's orange. And he goes, no, it's black. I said, you know the truth. And he goes, yep. I go, the sky is green. And he goes, nope, it's blue. I said, you know the truth. I said, buddy, a lot of things are about to be said about daddy that are not true. You know the truth. And I'll see you next time. And I gave him a kiss goodbye and I left. And my daughter too. So I get home. 10.30 at night. I get a call on my phone, it's the local police, and they say, we were just knocking on your door and you didn't answer. I said, I was in the shower. 
And they said, we're serving you with a new TRO, temporary restraining order. And I look, and the allegations on the TRO say that I made a motion towards my necks, and she flinched. Those are the grounds for a TRO. I made a motion towards my necks, and she flinched. So I said, okay. So there's a court date on the restraining order, and it says that I have to be in court, which was this morning. And if you guys are following me on Instagram, you see I am amped the fuck up. I keep posting this song by one of my favorite bands. It's called The Fever 333, and it's a song called The Innocent. And the lyrics are, long live the innocent. And it has just been reverberating in my brain now for over a week. Long live the innocent. So, I am now without a lawyer. And I started knowing that I have to compile my evidence. So, um... The restraining order, you can check certain boxes. So it's like physical harm, harassment, verbal abuse. You can you can check whatever you want. So she checked harassment. I said, okay. So that's the grounds. Harassment and, and I quote unquote made a motion towards her and she flinched. So I started compiling my evidence when it comes to harassment. Okay. Now I'm going to throw out a little pointer for you guys. If you use Our Family Wizard like me, you can go on the desktop page, either on a browser on your phone, I believe, or on a computer, and you can search keywords in Our Family Wizard. So, my next has called me a deadbeat dad. Search deadbeat dad. Screenshot. My next has called me a pussy. Searched in Our Family Wizard screenshot. She said, I'm 300 pounds and I strangled her and I choked her and I beat her. Just all these accusations. And also she made a mention about the mortgage, how I stopped paying the mortgage. And she said, uh, I'm paraphrasing, but she said, uh, it's a shame that I have to use this leverage in order for you to see your kids. She used the word leverage in an Our Family Wizard message. Screenshot. Okay. I also have videos from that day, an hour before this all happened, with the kids saying, you're a good dad. We just miss our mom. We don't hate our dad. I also have another video of them giving me a back scratch, which was awesome. <laughs> Um, and just pictures of us smiling an hour before this all went down. So it just goes to show it's that when she's involved, things get bad. So I will never, uh, I'm making a deal with myself. I'm going to make it my life mission to not be in her presence ever again, but we'll get to that. So I, um, I started compiling my evidence and my court date was this, mo this morning. Yesterday at work, I started getting like an anxiety attack because I was starting to think, what if one of those witnesses testifies that um, they saw what happened? And some of my friends that I'm talking with have said, if you wouldn't let your son 
have his mom put on his helmet and walk out there. And everybody saw that. If you're telling the truth to us, my friends are saying, who's going to testify to that? Who's going to test? They have to testify that you saw you made a motion and flinched. And I didn't. I didn't. He's like, my friends are saying, who's going to stand up on that stand and say he made a motion and flinched? No one's going to do that. And I was like, yeah, you're right. And then, so, um, yeah, I just started compiling my evidence, right? And I started getting last night really, really excited, (laughs) really excited Um, because I was like, I have her. I have her dead to rights again. Evidence upon evidence upon evidence. I have her dead to rights. She cannot beat me. The fucking problem is she could just make any goddamn allegation she wants and we have to entertain it. It's fucking crazy. So I um, woke up this morning ready to go, man. Ready to freaking go. (sighs) Put on a nice suit. I felt good. Got to the courtroom. Everybody was super respectful, super helpful. Um, Everybody's asking me if I'm a lawyer. I said, no, I, uh, you know, I said, I'm self-represented. And they said, okay, come on in. And um, they treated me like I was a lawyer, which was nice. And um, so I'm walking to the elevator and I walk around the corner and I see my nexus back and I just backpedaled. I said, shit, I got to get around the corner. I'm telling you, she was probably three feet away from me and she didn't see me, which was crazy. But I was like three feet from her back. I'm like, oh, fuck. So I start backpedaling around the corner. She gets into the elevator and I hear somebody say to her, good luck. And she goes, thank you. Fucking bitch. And so she gets in the elevator. She goes up. I wait for the next one. I go in. I walk up to the ninth floor. I, the elevator opens. I see her standing at the desk. I start waving at the police officer, my hands in the air. I pointed at her. I pointed at me. And then I made the motion like across your neck where you go like, nah, man, no way. And the, and the, the um, police officer nodded at me and he pointed like go around this corner and I just waved and I walked around the corner. So the police officer came over me and he goes, I heard, he goes, I got you. He's like, I got you. I was like, okay, thank you. He's like, thank you for pointing that out. I was like, yeah, bro, that could have been really bad. And he's like, well, I'm here. He's like, but yeah, he's like, you guys shouldn't have any, you know, whatever. So, um, they bring me in and uh, they sit me in the courtroom and the courtroom is beautiful, beautiful. And so I see her walk into the courtroom with her lawyer and another woman that I didn't recognize. And the only thing, I didn't recognize her, so I know she's not a witness. I know she's not a witness, but what I think she is, is like a domestic violence advocate. And that is largely on my radar now that I'm per, pro se to get a father's alienation advocate. And I have phone numbers. If you guys know anybody or if you are somebody who would advocate for me, please reach out to me. Um, so the judge says uh, – now here's the thing. This judge was the judge for my original restraining order. And my lawyers, for some reason, were like scared of this guy. I really liked him. I really thought he was reasonable and nice and explained things. And he genuinely seemed like he had my best interest in mind. Um, 
so he looked at me and well, first of all, he looked at her lawyer and he said, nice to see you, miss. And she said, nice to see you, judge, because he knows her lawyer. And then he looks at me, he goes, are you a lawyer? I said, no, sir, I'm representing myself. I'm pro se. And uh, the judge said, oh, okay, I'm glad I didn't make any assumptions. And I just laughed and, and nodded. And um, he said, so this is a really sticky situation. I said, yes, your honor, you're correct. And he looked at her lawyer and he said, would you provide some backstory? And her lawyer said, well, about a year ago, we filed a restraining order. That has been settled. We filed a motion. That has been settled. We just completed mediation, and that's been settled. And now we're right back to where we started. And um, the judge said, uh, would, he goes, because of the allegations, um, this is really disturbing. And he said, I imagine that he said to my ex, he said, I imagine that you don't want him to have any communication with the children. And she said, that's correct. And I, and he looks at me and he goes, and I bet that's the number one thing you want. And I said, more than anything, your honor, I said, that is the most paramount thing of concern to me. And he said, I understand. And he said, well, he goes, are you uh, aware to me? He said, are you aware that DIFAS child protective services is now involved in this case. I said, no, your honor, I'm not. And he said, yes, they are. And he said, I cannot allow you to have parenting time with your kids until, you know, uh, you're consulted with DIFAS, with Child Protective Services. And I said, your honor, I was said, what about like a phone call? He said, you can't. I said, your honor, please. And um, he said something to her. He's like, would you allow for the defendant to have supervised visits with the children with a supervisor of your choice. And she said, uh, her lawyer goes, we've tried supervised visits in the past and we proved it was unsuccessful. And the judge goes, well, what was unsuccessful about it? And she's like, um, my client maintains that through the duration of this process, uh, he has conducted himself in a manner that is not conducive for the children. And the judge looks at me and goes, is that true? I said, your honor, I said, if you'd like, I'll have the supervisor that I had come in here and testify that the plaintiff is a pathological liar. And he said, well, that may need to be done. I said, you're right. So he's like, but I can't allow you to have time with your children right now. I said, that's so hard. He said, I understand. And he said, here's what you can do. He said, you can go down. I was on the ninth floor. He said, you can go to the eighth floor and sign a appeal to expand parental time with your children. I said, okay. So that was pretty much it. That was pretty much it. And so I walked out of the courtroom and I went to the eighth floor and they gave me an amended restraining order. Amended. Um, and you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to read it for you guys. I'm going to leave out names. So, all right. So there's the original uh, allegations says the plaintiff states that she is scared for her safety and safety of her children while at football. The son of the plaintiff and defendant wanted to say hi to the plaintiff and the defendant would not allow him to. The defendant allegedly gestured towards the plaintiff, causing her to flinch. The defendant allegedly caused a scene and yelled at his son for an extended period of time. That's the original. Okay. Here's the amended version. I got today. Okay. The most recent event occurred on September 15th, 2022. It was the defendant's parenting time. Our son wanted to say hi to me, but the defendant would not allow him to. 
Our son was screaming and crying, and the defendant yelled and screamed in his face. The defendant was within inches of our son's face, was within inches of my son's face. The defendant eventually held him against a fence, forcefully refusing to allow him to say hi to me or otherwise go anywhere near me. The defendant was cursing at our son so much that our son pooped in his pants. When I tried to intervene, the defendant picked up our son to take him to another part of the field. Our daughter got visibly upset due to the situation and began screaming for help. Eventually, the defendant took both children in an attempt to leave the field. Both children were screaming and yelling, begging to not go with the defendant. The defendant became even more enraged, grabbed our son by his football pants near his neck, and yanked him away. Our son got away from the defendant and ran to me. The defendant lunged at me and I ducked. Our son hid behind me screaming for help and asking to call the police. I was so scared I took our son and ran towards the male coaches in the hopes that they would protect me. I called the police. The defendant walked away with our daughter and entered the police station. That's her version of events. Every single word is absolute horseshit. She ran to the football coaches for help. If all this is going down, why wouldn't the football coaches intervene if I was so dangerous? This was a normal three and six-year-old reaction. This was an age-appropriate reaction to an appropriate situation where they missed their mom and they were trying to exert the control they had to go to their mom. And I did not preclude them from going to their mom. So I went downstairs and I went to go file an appeal for expanded parenting time. Okay. They have me fill out this form and I wrote on the form two things. Why? Cause they ask why you want extended expanded parenting time. So I said two things. One, I said, um, I have, a, I said, I have a wealth of evidence that the plaintiff is lying and what happened, what she says happened, did not actually happen. And I said, and also, um, I need parental time with my kids because it's a detriment to them. It's a detriment to them to be away from their dad for these long extended periods of time. So I fill it out. I give it to the clerk and she goes, can you wait around today? And I go, sure. And she goes, cause this could be heard today. And I looked at her and I go, mm. I said, let me ask you a question. And she goes, what? I said, well, the judge just said I'm being investigated by Child Protective Services. I said, what just changed in an hour between then and now? And she goes, nothing. And I go, then why would I waste the appeal? And she's like, what do you mean? I was like, why don't I talk to DIFUS, have them question me, supply them with the evidence of child abuse that she does, and then file the appeal? And she's like, because you don't get your kids. I said, well, I'm probably not going to get them anyway. So I'd rather save the appeal. So that's it. That's where I am right now. My next court date is, today is September 21st. My next court date is not until November the 1st. Now let me just tell you this. October 30th is one year since the first TRO. November 1st, I'm right back into it. Unless I can get investigated by DIFUS, square this away, and get in court before November 1st. But now, 
as it stands, from September 21st to November 1st, not without my kids again. All because of false allegations. So, guys, I'm going to beat it. I'm going to fucking beat this. I'm ready to show you guys any evidence you want to see. I will, you know, redact any names, but she's the abusive one. I have tons of our family wizard messages to show manipulation and harassment and lying and parental alienation. I have videos of the kids that say they love me. The only problem is when she's around. But these next couple of weeks, man, are going to be hard. What is that? Five weeks? Um, it hasn't hit me yet because I'm still hoping that I can get the appeal done. I'll keep you guys posted, but it's a shit show. It's a shit show. And I'm begging and pleading with you guys to please create evidence against your lying asshole narcissist because it's the only thing that'll save you. And I am so confident about this. You know, after leaving the courtroom, I had about an hour-long conversation with my aunt who was just screaming and she's besides herself. And she's like, I'm more mad than you are. And I said, well, I've been through this and I'm kind of prepared for it, although it's going to fucking hurt like hell. I said, but the hardest part about this is not even losing my kids. I said, the hardest part about this is I'm driving back to my apartment right now and I have everything I need to beat this right now. And I said, and I'm driving back to my apartment and that's the hardest part. So, um, I'm going to beat this. It's only a matter of time. I'm going to beat this. But, I got to wait. And that is so hard. It's so hard. So, that's where I am, guys. I will keep you updated as the situation progresses. Um, thank you all for your support and your love. And thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Um, fuck. I don't know. I mean, it's not completely starting over. I'm not paying every bill in the house, but it is the hardest thing is my children. So anyway, um, guys, thank you so much for listening to this. Uh, please remember to follow me on Instagram and TikTok, dimming underscore the underscore gaslight. Please email me at dimmingthegaslight at gmail.com. And please remember to rate, review, subscribe. And uh, we're going to beat this shit together. Until next time, everybody. 